BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Next to me is Mr. Joe Grande. And next to me is Mr. Christopher Wright. And thank you guys all for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, 101. all around the world. Yeah. And make sure you guys check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for, for everything, everything cannabis. cannabis. And uh, make sure you guys go ahead and take a look at the great articles and blogs. There's so many great new writers on there and doing so many great things on there. And Blue and I will ghostwrite something too sometimes. You never know. Call us up anytime, <laughs> 1-800-420-1980. And go check out the IG for all yeah. the great news right there at Cannabis Talk 101. This dude right here is at the number one, Christopher Wright. And I am at Joe Grande 52. Cali FX's full and broad spectrum hemp extracted products, you guys, contain CBD, CBG, and some 1,300 other elements naturally derived from the hemp and the plant. Go feel the effects at kellyfx.com. On the show today, two very special guests. Uh-oh. I'm going to give it to the first guy first because we've known him longer. Senate yeah, Devin Mont, a.k.a. Mr. Checkpoints. Checkpoint. I mean, he's a legend around these yeah, lands, man. folks. I mean, you already heard me say Mr. Checkpoints. Yeah, 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 Mr. Checkpoints. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Mr. Checkpoints. You know, when he was coming in today, I got a little excited myself going, wow. Mr. Checkpoint's coming in, and not only that, I actually gave a description of who you were to some people earlier, and I described you just before I even read this, what we wrote up about you. I want to tell you what I shared about you that's totally off script. Uh Uh-oh. Because it had nothing to do with nothing, right? Because it was people who didn't know who you were, right? And I go, before I read you guys about the introduction that I have on these two gentlemen, I go, this dude, Mr. Checkpoint, is a real G, is what he is in my book. And they go, really? 
And I go, yeah, I go, and this is how I described you, dog, because this is how I remember you from the first interview and everything I remember you. I go, this guy is so dope that I will never forget his name being Mr. Checkpoint in Senate, and he told me that he's used his privilege because he's a Jewish, old, not older, tall gentleman who films the police and goes, these guys can't do it, but I can, and I'm going to show cops who are good and bad, and I'm going to expose everybody, and I'm helping out, and I feel like people like me is what this dude's done. And I feel like, and there was black and Mexicans in the group that I was talking about, this dude has helped out people like us, on some GP shit like no one else. Yeah. I go, so that's what I love about this dude. And that's what I said about you. And all that being said, that's how I feel about you, right? But that's not the professional way to talk about this man. Since 2011, Mr. Checkpoint has been helping deter drunk driving and encouraging public safety by publicizing DUI checkpoints in 25 states nationwide. Mr. Checkpoint has received praise not only from me right now and countless other millions of people around the world and support from many organizations and agencies, including the LAPD, Beverly Hills PD, Cannabis Talk 101, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, and several local police departments all over the country. If you subscribe to the app Patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Right. Or just follow his social media subscribers receive both DUI checkpoints and speed trap notifications, as well as discounts to local sponsors that include shuttle rides, which is dope that you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and just finding other drivers, affordable auto insurance, etc. Mr. Checkpoint is creating safer communities throughout education, transparency and accountability. He also acts as a consultant reminder to always Film the police. That's what I heard from Mr. Checkpoint from Jump. Always AFTP. film the police. And everybody else to me has jumped off that. And there's been so many other great things that have come from this. But so what Mr. Checkpoint can do, he can film good officers and give them recognition. And bad officers can get the same recognition and they can be accountable. And that to me is the dopest part of what he's doing. So let's give him a real quick round of applause and we give Mr. Checkpoint something there. Before I mention his partner that he brought in today. But, Senate, it's really an honor to have you here, brother. And everything I said about you was real spit. I really appreciate it. No. Uh, humbled and honored to be here as well. So thank no, you. no, thank you. And, and your buddy that you bring in here, dog, which Blue's met before, I've never had the privilege to meet Mr. Jonathan Hernandez, Santa Ana City Council member. Now, he represents the Ward 5 in Santa Ana. Now, Santa Ana, which is really dope if you think about it, was the first city to legalize cannabis in Orange County. So he's in the forefront for us out here in the good old Orange Crush area. But this is the crazy part about this gentleman who's a Santa Ana City Council member, folks. Unfortunately, this story takes a turn. His cousin is Brandon Lopez. If you follow the news, Brandon Lopez was unarmed and tragically murdered by the Anaheim PD. That's right, the Anaheim PD, where Jonathan Hernandez is a Santa Ana City Council member in the same area in Orange County, on September 28th of 2021. And I can't wait to hear how, Jonathan Hernandez, you deal with that from working with the city and realizing that a police officer that works with your city murders a cousin of yours, like, Unfortunately, can't wait to dive into this to hear about this. But you guys now, you and Senate, Mr. Checkpoint, are joining together on September 24th at the Blue Lot in Santa Ana. And they are having a concert, you guys, for all ages, which is a beautiful thing. And this is for impacted families of police violence, which is exactly what Jonathan Hernandez has described, what you just heard him go through. And countless other families across the land, let alone Orange County, can come out there. And Mr. 
Senate has been promoting this for years on his site. So if you are affected by this, all ages are welcome to come out there for the families. And they're going to be speakers such as Fred Hampton Jr. and families of Jacob Blake, Brianna Taylor, and many more, unfortunately, of those names that were tragically taken uh, from us at such a young age and such a crazy life. And as I say that, as I bring you on, Jonathan, it's, it's terrible to not clap for you, but please give Jonathan, this city council yeah. member, a round of applause as, as the table turns with the motions. But you definitely deserve a round of applause for your service and unfortunately what happened there. Can you describe how you deal with that from a fucking city council member having to work now with cops and people that murdered your cousin? It's a coworker. It's a yours. different city, right? Though, but still coworking. But, in the, yeah, but, you but know. get it. Yeah, totally. Get it. For the city in the city, I mean, yeah. next, next door to each other. You know sure. what I mean? Like, damn, dog. It was uh, well. First and foremost, I want to just thank both of you guys for this platform, which thank is you, helping remove stigma of cannabis. It's educating the community on on the benefactors of what cannabis is doing for for people in cities like Santa Ana across right. this country. So thank you guys for helping promote this medicine that is making people's lives better, especially people that deal with mental health conditions. Cannabis is something that is uh, greatly uh, effective in, in increasing, you know, positive, of course, positive moods. It helps with that. But uh, more importantly, cannabis is helping people that are going uh, through chronic illness and it helps them find that comfort. So I just want to say thank you to you guys because you guys are kicking down those doors so that way people can have access to that medicine. Well, yeah. thank you, man. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, well, hold on. I don't, I don't get to clap for us, Eric. Uh, so thank uh, you, guys. That's for us. Oh, guys, that's for us. For that yes, let's, let's, let's clap. You, I'll put the mic down. and I, you know, yeah, uh, I don't get to clap for too many people, but yeah, thank you. Hey, you know what? Thank you hey, for those man, words. Listen, right? I, I really appreciate, appreciate the words. That, I, I want to say thank you. And I want to thank Senate, too. Um, because everybody wants to be a gangster till it's time to do gangster stuff. Hey, right? let's go. Senate's a real and, gangster, dog, uh, for real. Senate, I know a lot of, yeah. I know, I mean, gangster has a lot of definitions, oh, right? Yeah. I know oh, yeah. those folks who grew up in the streets. Yeah. I know those folks who want to be that. I know those folks who walk that talk um, and are raising their families, and that's gangster too. Um, and then there's people that want to fight for justice and social change. And that's, that's something that people can romanticize about. But the honest reality is that this work is gritty. Um, it is not ever about the credit. And it's, uh, it doesn't sleep. Yeah. And I know how tires, tiresome we can be in the process. And Senate, for you to rock for this many years, bro, I just want to pay you. Man, let's do my that again. again. Let's do it again. Thank you you got to do it again. I just want to say thank you. Again. Because only you would know the death threats, <laughs> the times that you've probably been followed. Um, by cops at yeah. that, not even by people who can, you know what I mean? By cops that can yeah. really get you. Right. That, that really can, that really, yeah, that sets you up. That really can you scare out, you, you know like, I mean? holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I don't a have lot. a joint on me. <laughs> and, this could go bad. <laughs> and I want to say thank you because uh, he has been extremely helpful with my family's case and, and how I navigate that, that, that fine, uh, you know, delicate area of being an ethical, you know, representative and uh, somebody who really leads on the principles that I ran on. So before I can even talk about my journey with my cousin, I got to talk about what makes my cousin's loss all that much more um, tragic. And that's that um, for many years, I, I did a lot of statewide intervention and prevention work um, 
focused on the juvenile justice system. Um, I grew up uh, in, in the justice system as a youth. Um, I was in and out of different um, programs, uh, I mean, especially uh, county education programs. And uh, there is a pathway for kids to go from school to prison. And it starts with ex expulsions, expelling kids from school, putting them in continuation schools. Slowly then after, they're in the juvenile hall system. Quote, unquote, the system, yep. Next thing you know, that system that is supposed to help them is killing them 10 years, 15 years later. And so the reason I share this with you is because of my lived experiences. I always knew I wanted to devote my time toward helping those in the struggle because I come from that. And uh, when George Floyd died, I flew out to Minneapolis and uh, and I went with a buddy of mine and we were at George Floyd Square. Wow. And I stayed there for a week. And what a lot of people don't know is that George Floyd Square was not held down by activists. Uh, the activists actually contributed to a lot of the amazing community building efforts that happened at George Floyd Square. But it was the local community members that would be looked at as gang members who protected that square. Right. And I went and I saw who was moving and shaking at George Floyd Square. Common was there. He performed. And I just remember seeing, okay, who are the guys that had really taken care of this square at the, the end hood. Of, at the end of this night? Their neighborhood. And it was the neighborhood. And so sure. I said, I want to meet with you guys. And I was the only Mexican standing on a rooftop that all the gang members stand on top of. And I'm talking to them and I'm, and I'm saying, look, these are your guys' block. You know, women in this community, older women should be able to walk by us and not feel scared. You know, when are we going to start taking these blocks back and buying up properties on these corners? So that way we can really create that generational wealth um, so that our families don't get displaced. And I built those relationships with them. And I came back to my community very inspired. And, uh, and you know, my journey was a very interesting one as to how I got elected. I ran against a police officer, a sheriff. And the sheriff was not supportive of George Floyd. Mm. And I ran against him. He was the vice mayor. And he represented the neighborhood that I grew up in. Mm. And I just remember looking at him and thinking, this man has never knocked on my door. Why is he in office? And why aren't we taking him out? And I remember looking around and thinking, well, who is going to do it? And I just said, you know what? If anybody's going to walk this block, it's going to be us. And I ran for office against him. And what people thought were an, I was an underdog, I won by a landslide. Um, because the work, to me, was never about the title. It was about what does this neighborhood need because I'm raising my daughter here. Yeah, yeah. And I did that. And so when I ran, I won. Um, I, I ran for office at 27. So when, when are you running for mayor? Because I'm already yeah. seeing it. I, I I'm see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A campaign. Uh, I mean, it's clearly going to happen, right? Like, I, I got, I, yeah. You got the vision. I appreciate it. I got a lot of work to do still. Um, and for me, I got elected. And in my first five months of being elected, I caught two we're going to say alleged officers yeah off duty fighting in the community right they were drunk at a event right i recognized two alleged officers right and i walked up on them and i was like this got to you got to break this up right and and it people were recording and i didn't know right and it got posted and that was my 5 months in the office and people asked me why did you interfere and i said because you think you're fighting someone today but tomorrow he has a gun and a badge. Right. You really want to catch that fade? Yeah. Because 
we never know what happens to somebody. You fight them today, and then tomorrow you live in that neighborhood and you're walking to go get lunch. Yeah. And this guy that you That's just real fought last night, boy. That, boy, <laughs> that boy you fought last night that was talking heavy, has now got a badge and a gun. And, he and who are you going to call and, the cops and he carries on? It, carries it every day. And who are you going to call at yeah. that point? Him. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Hey, can you come help me? Yeah, I yeah. sure can. So yeah. I'm going to help you right now. Exactly. Turn so, around. <laughs> so I took that opportunity, and that was my first pushback to say, not in my city. Yeah. Cops don't act like thugs in my city. Right. And uh, and that goes for the folks who are banging, too. If yes. I see them acting a fool, I'm walking up on them, too. Yeah. Because no one's bigger than the culture. Yeah. And in this city, we love and protect our people, um, whether it's from a cop or a gangbanger. For sure. And um, four months later, well, September well, 28th. One thing we haven't done is talked about that city. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to know what city that is. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right Let's back go. after this break. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Turn your typical into something special, you guys. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, loranoils.com. Yes. Jonathan Hernandez, sir, you are amazing. Hearing you talk about what you're doing in Santa yeah, Ana as a city council well, we were, member, we, we you were just going to, yeah. You were supposed to say Santa Ana. You blew it for the crowd. That city was Santa Ana. So what city was that? Sorry. That was in the city of Santana. Yeah. Santana. Yeah. Santana. That, was, that was Cinco de Mayo of 2021. Ooh, was it really? The day First that that all, happened. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. How old are you, dude? I just turned 30, August 19th. Dude, you I'm and me so both? proud of you, dog. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> His belly button just turned 30. Um, you know, <laughs> I wish. Look, dude, I, 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 I'm overwhelmed by by one your 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 tongue, right? Your language is very well spoken. You, you've definitely took time to educate yourself, yes. right? And, and I say that in the sense that you take the time to speak and say the right words at the right time. You're not just some geek off the street that happens to be, you know, pushing around town trying to go throw flyers out that happen to get a vote. Like, I truly believe that you care about your community, one. Two is I believe that you're actually, um, you know, lining yourself up to become the mayor, which, you know, and... and, and, As you should. He cares. That's the type of guy we want. You certainly have to, right? And then I think you can actually hold your water for for a long time because you're so young, dude. You have so many. Oh, you you can go all the way to the top. You actually understand what the community probably freaking needs. You know, I I say that because there's a lot of times that, you know, and I'm, you know, you know, for me, it's there's a lot of old people in office that have their old ways, you know, and they're not willing to change. You know, and I think that the, one of the things that I think you're very um, uh, conscious, conscious of, yeah. yeah, conscious of, is that what's happening now and how it happened while we were young and how we're trying to make sure that our kinfolk and our kids and our families and our, our legacy isn't stuck in that rut by developing at home. First. And we can make it better now. He and, knows what to make it better for these streets. Of in his own home, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and like you said, my kids are being raised here. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're you know, from Orange I, County I, or I'm, L.A., you might know it as Santa Ana. But if you're a local, you know it as a Santana. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. I mean, so and, there's and, a difference. You know, and, and I just, I'm just, I'm so like, you know, I, you know, honored to to have you, man. Yeah, I me think too. that you know, you guys' event is going to be amazing. I, I, I want to get into that too, but I do know you want to finish that story, so I want to give it back to you. But I just want to take that time to let you know, man. Proud of you, bro. You, you, you're you're a young man that I feel is. Um, on his way to, you know, being the, the mayor and, and, quite frankly, maybe the president of the United States, if that's what you want. You know what I mean? I can see it, though. And, and, and the I'll tr- definitely get assassinated if I run for president. Well, you know, you know maybe <laughs> It'd be not. the first cholo up there. Let's go. You know, <laughs> Let's go paint the White House brown. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they, they gave it to Donald Trump. They can give it to you. Exactly. You know Why not? Hey, so seriously, let's get back into something Kanye serious. West is next. You Where know you go with your cousin? Because this, this story gets crazy because you haven't touched on your cousin yet. So please go into that direction of how you find out and, and how you're working with the cities. And that's adjacent city to Santa Ana as well. Yeah. So, you know, as uh, I'm a couple minutes into office, that experience happens when, you know, I see these alleged officers off duty. Um, and public recorded and uh it was a viral video this is when you were not, as soon as you hit office i, I believe it I hit abc7 in. if i'm not mistaken i've seen this on it, abc news as well that's another exactly incident. i've seen it yeah that's another incident i've um, seen i've seen this whole thing now it's all coming together to me yes. i watch the news daily and it's all coming to me and so it starts there and uh i'm doing my job you know as an elected official i mean did you notify them as hey i'm an elected official like this is who i am i did as soon as i saw the alleged officers uh what i the alleged uh, officers um, fighting, 
The um, fist, fist fighting or they they're in they're there was a community it, it was a communal fight we'll call it that yeah yeah the start a communal fight cop against cop or do, I, I, I can't say because i don't know who the other parties were but i can just say from you what i saw cop. i don't care if it was cops or not i'm gonna stop that fight right um because i know that but it appeared to be two police officers. i recognized one of them okay and gotcha. um and so long story short several months after that in public, um, though. In, in public. public, yes. At an event? At an event, community event. Oh, wow. A community event. Cinco de Mayo. Jesus, yeah. And so several months after... Um, and Almost mind, feel staged now. It's kind of scary. Yeah. And mind you, so I ran against an officer. I see this incident happen. I, inter- I intercept. I, I step in the way of it. And um, I'm, I'm working, you know, outside of the council in the field of mental health. Um, and I worked with foster youth. And so September 28th comes. And at this time, my, during my time in office, um, I had already introduced Juneteenth, making us the first city in mm, Orange County to have a Juneteenth celebration. I love it. Um, I introduced a um, Chicano Heritage Month, making us the first city in the United States to ever declare the month of August Chicano Heritage. Congratulations, um, dude. And the reason why is uh, we had a Mexican leader from the Chicano movement, Ruben Salazar, who was killed by police. He was the first Mexican uh, journalist for the LA Times. He was killed by police August uh, 29th of 1970. Wow. He lived in the city of Santa Ana. Oh, wow. And that was during the largest walkout of students in California history in, in the 60s. A lot of people forget about the Chicano people's contributions to the civil <laughs> rights movement <laughs> because we didn't have the access to education either nor did we have access to those restrooms. Probably, There's a joke yeah. that was recently made, and they said, oh, the restrooms were segregated, but they had the Mexicans clean it. It was, yeah. a, it was a funny joke from a comedian. Every once in a while, they'd just use it real quick. And, like, hey, <laughs> and it's real true, too. Yeah. I mean, geez. And so we had very prominent Chicano leaders from Santa Ana, such as Ruben Salazar, who was killed by police uh, during his efforts to bring our issues to the forefront. And so August 28th, um, I find out that there's a man barricaded in his vehicle and I'm at the gym at this point and I find out it's my family member and I find out that Anaheim PD is involved and I rush over to the scene and at this time I immediately go to the precinct um, that is adjacent to his car and I interact with three officers and I walk under the yellow line and I'm still in my workout clothes and I, I tell them you know, put my hands up and I say, hey, you know, my name is Jonathan Hernandez. I'm a policymaker here with the city of Santa Ana. The man in the car is my cousin. Um, I just need to know what's going on. They told me to move behind the yellow line. I moved behind it respectfully. My neighbors are all watching at this point. This is walking distance from where I live. My family's lived in Santa Ana since the early 60s. Um, and his house, you could throw a stone from where he got shot. And so um, that day, how, I walked, how old was he at the time? 30, 33, mm. my cousin. And at the time, I walk under the line and, you know, they tell me to get back. I do. And I say, hey, um, what's going on? The officer has her hand on her gun. And she says, um, you know, get behind the yellow line again. And I said, I, I am. And I say, I respond, why are you so aggressive? Your hand's on your gun. And I said, I'm just trying to make sure my cousin doesn't get killed. And um, she goes, okay, sir, well, you know, there's an active crime scene. And I said, yeah, police kill people every day. And uh, I need to know what's going on with my cousin. And she goes, people kill people every day. 
And at that point, that was my first acceptance that this issue of police violence is systemic. Because I'm sure that woman is a very good woman and a good-hearted human being who happens to wear a gun and a badge for a career. And I'm sure her intentions are good. But I think her language showed me that she understood that this was bigger than her. And for her to say, people kill people every day. If you're so concerned about your neighbors, tell them to go inside so they don't get traumatized. Yeah. And I said, what are you telling me is going to happen? And so I told said, you this before. This before the, this is hours before this he got killed. This is borderline spooky. And, I, uh, and I, I say it to them. This is horrible. I, I, I say to the officer. Yeah, my gut's turning up. I say, if you kill my cousin, you'll get away with it. That's the difference between people killing people every day. And I pointed at her and I said, you'll get away with it. And she goes, you're getting aggressive. And another officer comes. And I said, I'm just trying to know how we can help so that my cousin doesn't get killed. And at that point, those officers were no help. I go to a different precinct. And this is over several hours. I go okay. to a different area. Well, let me ask you this. How does it escalate to this point, though, right? So, and I, I only have to ask because it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's journalism. You know? we, we have to figure out why are they sitting there? How does this happen? Because we jumped right into the crime scene, right? Not to the crime scene, but I guess to the, to the, to the scene. Yes. Um, but how, is, how does, like, he, he's sitting a block away from his house, which, yeah. I mean, all of us has done, right? But you they know? said there's a crime scene, so are they using that as the what, excuse? What, what are, and, and, and let me ask you this, you know, and this might be, you know, something, you know, very difficult to answer. Was your cousin in the right state of mind? My cousin, like most people during a time of crisis, needed professional help. Got you. And, yeah. and what that means is if you have somebody sitting in a vehicle, and this is coming from somebody. I might need professional yeah. help. You got anybody. Go, I, I've definitely alone. been there like, okay, this Dude, is, you yeah, know, we've been stressed. Yeah, yeah, I've been, stressing, I've been crying, there many times. Mad. And it's crazy because I say that to, to a lot of my friends or people that I know. I'm like, and they look at me like you're crazy. I'm like, no, I used to be a ball Hispanic, you know, living in Los Angeles on Imperial Highway. And I religiously was get out of my car by gunpoint. Like, you know, growing up as a kid, like religiously, like you'd be like, step out of the vehicle, put your left hand or your right hand out the window, drop the keys, you know, with your left hand, grab the keys and drop them out the window. And I'm like, boom. I mean, it was a religious act. This happened to me like it was normal to get rolled up on just be like pull over you know i just got reminded the other day a girl i was with going uh, yeah. joe i remember rolling with you we got pulled over the girls got every girl got questioned with me because i'm bald-headed mexican big dude yeah are, are you here on your own wheel like it happened all the time to me. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like i saw it just so, happened so all the time saying this i'm having flashbacks right to understand like you know and wow, that, but real. i also want to dig into it because you know there was a time where i you know i was i was still young and you know a little chingon and like all right you know what i mean like what's up with these fools why are they hating on me you know i had that mindset right but I still You I, sound I, like it dude it's so Oh real. I did it I did it full speed oh, yeah. and I did it really well you know but I but I <laughs> I, but I, I just I got to a point where I was like you know I, I was that guy that was stepping out of the vehicle but I also knew that that I was you know possibly going to die hands up. I was possibly going to die that day you know because I did have weapons on me I did forcefully get aggressive you know slammed to the ground I've been you know so unfortunately you know you 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 have to see and live through something that's much more worse than my small incident right yeah but my small incident happens so many times that i thoroughly understand it mm -hmm. i'm trying to get to the to that little that little part where it's like okay maybe he was he was you know using drugs and he was like screw these guys i'm gonna get out of the car 
uh, did he reach for a weapon? Did it feel like he was reaching he for a weapon? He had no weapon, you know, though. And, and he yeah. had no weapon. You know what I mean? And, and maybe you I probably already knew, and you probably knew this. And had the cops said, "Hey, you know, you know, sign this waiver, walk up there and go talk to your cousin," you probably could have gave him a hug and fucking, you know, Hugged walked away with them, right? Yeah. And 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 maybe we, you know, there is a waiver that we can, you know, put into a, you know, some kind of an act like that where it's like, hey, a family member, the mom's like, you know, I'll, I'll go up there and sign this paper right now on my own right and get my my son right now and hug him and, and we'll lay down and if we have to kill us both you have to kill us both that's yeah. a good you know one, I mean? like there's, that's a, good there's one. a way to, to try and you know eliminate these, these scenarios and, 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 and you know, the interesting know, thing is for me professionally i work in a field where i am that person you call to, to deal do with those like scenarios that. yeah so i've dealt with um everything from youth to adults dealing with suicidal ideation um you know youth who have run away from home for weeks on end um, to working with people who have served 30 year sentences and, yeah. uh, and struggle with so socializing. Um, so I have a professional background and, um, and accreditation to be able to respond to these types of things. Yeah. Now you add the layer of that's my cousin. Yeah. I understand uh, I, right. his trauma. <laughs> right. I know where it starts. Jeez, I understand man. how to get him to feel safe. Mm. And so, what police officer can you please listen to well, me? But that's what I'm saying. It, like, I, I think there's a, it, you know, there's probably protocol that says they can't do that, right? Of course. Well, like, maybe situation. there is something that you can. Well, put how can in they place, believe like you? The, how can I believe that this is his cousin walking up, not another yeah, gang member, yeah. so to speak? And you know what I mean? Turn around and fire on and the, exactly. you know? the interesting thing is, um, I'm a council member in my own district, yeah. and that's my family member, Jesus. and I also have the professional experience. I'm, that's my field. Yeah. So if but no one stopped to take the time to no. even give you're you literally handcuffed. The reason yeah. why is right. that the reason why is that that system was not designed to even know how to acknowledge what that looks like. Correct. Because the, the field the field that I come from, we are attentive to adverse childhood experiences. We document. We make sure to learn what did these individuals go through, because they're not their diagnosis. <laughs> and so as he was refusing to get out of the car you have to ask yourself what was happening right why why is he, he refusing he was driving his girlfriend's car that was not in his name that was reported stolen gotcha and uh, at that point because of the fact that they think this is a stolen vehicle we don't know what's in the car right. but they had a SWAT truck pressed against his car for hours in broad daylight those trucks have cameras that can move Different directions. So they were seeing in the vehicle for hours as this man cried, as this man looked around, as this man prayed in his vehicle, as this man smoked a cigarette in his vehicle, as this man played music until his phone died. And then the solution was at 10.03 p.m., have 70 cops on the street, have every cop dog out on leashes ready to go, break the windows... Throw a tear gas grenade in after, the vehicle. After, throw a tear gas grenade in the vehicle. And mind you, he's sleeping in the back seat. It's been almost four hours at this point. That he's been sleeping. Uh, he's in the back seat sleeping. And his head is pressed against the window. And uh, they break the window, throw the tear gas in, and they throw a concussion grenade on top of the hood of the car. So imagine you're sleeping and you wake up tear gas and to a tear gas and a concussion grenade. What that means is you can't see, you can't hear. And, you, and you're also concussed. Yeah. You're rocked. It's like you just, you just got into a fight. just my world, bro. And so he gets out of the car within seconds of them breaking the window. 
He, and he's he, a, he he got out himself like oh he shit. got out he's, himself yeah discombobulated within, within less than two seconds <coughs> the officers yelled gun and four officers shot him 22 times one of the officers caitlin panov the girl that you spoke to has no caitlin panov is a different officer oh. this is her third fatal police shooting oh in less she, than she the 15 one that said years it's a gun? this is I, I believe that was a, a different officer. Gotcha. But before he could even find his footing from getting out of the car, the term gun was yelled. Now, what's scary mm. is that hours before, I was sent an email by my own department saying that the suspect in vehicle has a gun. My question is, <coughs> what, wow. did, what did that gun look like? What type of gun was it? Who said he had a gun? You And you asked that question? That's the question or, I'm oh, going ask, to be asking. And, and guess what? Right. What happened to that gun? And where did the information come from? Who be alleged that he had a gun? Because I promise you this. If I wasn't a council member, they probably would have found a gun. Wow. You feel me? Because you were oh, there, wow. though. Did you stay and watch and make sure? They knew at yeah. that point, dealing with this council member, I was not going to protect a killer cop. I was not going to protect a criminal. I was not going to protect somebody who abuses that badge. A badge that is supposed to be designed to serve and protect. Turned my neighborhood into a war zone. Oh, shot shit. my loved one 22 times. And then knuckle bumped each other and left. Literally. Literally. And my family, we watched. We watched our family member go through this. And um, seven <laughs> days later. I'm so sorry for your loss, man. Oh, thank you. And seven days and later, I, I'm, I'm dearly, I, I, I really it's, am. Dude. It's, um, it, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? And I'm so sorry that you had to one witness that. I mean, um, two is is uh, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's very difficult, man. I'm sorry, dude. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm truly am, dude. I, I, it's I horrible. It's 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 so sad that that this happens every day to our our youth. And again, like I said, I, it brings me flashbacks of, of being, you know, young because, again, I was that guy, you know what I mean, that, that didn't know how to communicate with the cops and it was just the neighborhood I grew up in. We, we, you know, and they didn't know how to communicate with us, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're like, why shit, are you though, coming to my house tripping in front of my porch? But looking like a like, minority, though, wrong, and getting you know? <laughs> out and being told gun right. all the time. And when you look at these other names of these yeah. people that are speaking at your event, it's the same fucking thing. Who sees a gun? Who says gun? How is that just okay how can a cop get away with it three times how can we have that many shots and that many holes in your cousin dog 40 some that's okay what about uvalde they knew that man had a gun in there and waited 40 minutes before they, they were about that action but we get killed for lesser <coughs> oh the, the white lady that's coming out the dude that's carrying the shotgun but they're all white though we look at the, people, the reasons look at the Come people on. who marched the state capitol with intent to kill but you know what they a, look like jonathan yeah and they killed a police officer <laughs> they look like senate <laughs> they killed a police <laughs> officer like senate. On senate like they look just like me and that's why i love senate because he knows you the, know what i mean the, those protesters should be charged with felony murder rule Absolutely. because yeah. someone died they were doing a felony by breaking into the capitol and it, it actually, there's people spending time in prison for nearly life for, for something like felony murder rule. And it wasn't even an instance like that. You ready for this? That's also terrorist threats. Look what Absolutely. they're doing. You could call, call it terrorist threats. Come with a mob like that at a place like that on federal ground. 
Yeah. You can't come out there with weapons like that. That's becoming federal, you know. With intent to kill. Yeah. So, you know, and, and so let's, you Your know. story's mind-boggling, man. It's, it's, this is a, one of those stories that we can, you know, go into deep detail for, for years and days. And I, and I would love to continue adding light to it and, and sure, ensure as hell want to figure out, you know, and, and when, once because I'm sure it's still going through court and everything else. It's so not even a year, dog. This, no, I know. This is, yeah. this is so recent. Like I said, it, 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 it bothers my stomach so bad because the way that you're, you know, explaining it, it's like any, you know, I would have to look at myself. I'm not a police officer, nor, you know, have I been in their, their shoes, right? So I, I could be the, the guy that can sit here and go, well, I've been in their shoes, but from the other side of their there shoes, right? But I mean, you know, so I, I get the point of like, hey, protect yourself, right? It's, it, you know, it, you're going into something. You've got to protect yourself. You know, but at what point, like, don't don't we just say, hey, look, let's just promise this dude with 22 shots with a non-lethal weapon and watch his ass hit the floor and see if we can keep him alive. You know what's bean funny? Beanbags, you, you know right? What I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, I, there's so bag. many answers to Quick to, good to this. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. like, you know, you walking up and saying, sir, you, you know, okay, cool. Do you carry the same last name? And, you know, do you, you know you're a family member. Okay, let's see if we can speak to somebody to defuse this. Or, you know what, my, my uh, officer that's in charge of that is right over there. Go speak to him. Him and diffuse you from you know maybe you're talking to the wrong officer she's like i can't focus right now i've got a gun on somebody please go to to this guy over here and having somebody stage there for these kind of events so that when someone from the family does come up and says hey i'm here we've got officer so-and-so on the side that's there saying hey look i'm involved the, the, the head officer that's dealing with family members and people that are, you know, city officials or anybody else coming forward to stop these things. How do we get to, to that? To deactivate the fucking because, situation. Because, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, something that simple, right? I, like, I, I think of shit like, that's an easy solution. You know, I have a, 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 a interesting response I want to share. And I know Senate knows a lot about this topic, too. Um, you know, when we're talking about using the lethal rounds versus non-lethal rounds, what is um, something the public is not aware of that they need to know is that, you know, they shot him 22 times. Then, after his body lied on the ground, they shot him with one non-lethal round to make sure he was dead. That's just fucking rude. Just to check him? That's just, just a, to check just a fucking bullshit. in case he's alive and has a weapon. Shoot him once with, not, with one non-lethal round. see if he starts round. moving. And, you know, what, what makes this situation... This is fucking sick. What makes the situation... Are they all still free right now? I'm sorry to cut they you are, off. They are. Oh. But I think their days are counting. Um, we're pursuing justice. You know, we're not interested in a settlement. What does justice look like? I mean, how does it... Like, I'm trying no, to yeah, settle. There, I, I'm no trying to justice, sit here... Right? What exactly. Like? That's what I'm sitting here going. Yeah. What is justice even... And don't say don't know settlement, dog. You got to get oh, no. something. Dog, oh, don't yeah, say of that. Course, but, I mean, but settlement's got to be everything. But... but, it's, but, but, uh, but Again, the bigger picture isn't the, the reward man. of the money, no, right? I know, but, but, but what, is the, go yeah, what does justice look like for you? You know, I think justice is something that is actively being defined. Um, Senate and I are working on our community justice first, and um, he and I are working together on a very powerful action. And I, I think that for families impacted by police violence, <clears throat> the first step of justice is building a community. And uh, Senate, <laughs> Senate can tell you all about that. Um, and Senate, if you could tell tell us a little bit about the network that you've been building over the last couple years, um, because I think justice starts with people like Senate. You need those community-based um, partners who are willing to unconditionally work for these families and, and help them 
throughout a time that, I mean, history does not have a well, response on yeah. how do you help these people. Well, instead of speaking for the people that don't often get to speak. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He and, represents And he's those. using his own platform and, again, his own, you know, his own life to, to make sure, like, his life's work, you know, when I hear this man, is to help others. Uh, especially of color, you know what I mean, and, and that goes and for his heart and community in communities around the country, not just in his own mm -hmm. around the country. I've seen this man in different states, you know, different cities. I've seen him marching down the freaking street Hoods. with people. I've seen him out there, you know, you know, literally in the middle of you know uh, of of uh, what they would call uh, you know a um, uh, a riot when it's really a protest. And and I I'm like look there's freaking Senate right there Stands Mr. Up, Mr. Tall White guy Mr. <laughs> Checkpoint and I know his character and they're calling it a uh, a riot or something and I'm like dude they're not rioting there's no way this dude's on a skateboard chilling like you know I, I know this leading guy. these guys you in know, the right direction don't get it twisted if you if you shoot something at him he might feel like whoa what's going on <laughs> but welcome back you know what no, I mean and, and thank you for your service dude no of course uh, I think cops typically. I mean, in instances where they kill people, then they make the uh, the families, or they try to make the person they kill look like a criminal, right? Or they. Man, it's the reality is this: cops kill more than three people a day on average in our country. That's significantly more than any other country that exists. Uh, we have a serious problem, and there's no roadmap when the cops kill your loved one. It's not a situation where it's a random person and then you can maybe move from that area. You don't have a choice when the cops get behind you. You don't have a choice when you have perceived unsafety and then we're taught for decades that the cops are gonna be there to keep us safer. That's all destroyed. And I think for families of, from children to grandmothers and everything in between, you're forever affected. And we've had decades of seeing police and shows like Cops, right? Where they're constantly chasing around brown and black people in random low-income cities. Jesus. And then you're never finding out. it was out such a big show. People loved it. Why, that's called Get the number minorities. one longest-lasting reality show that's ever existed. And I think it, showed a, it did a really bad depiction of what police are and what people are in communities. All of those people are innocent All until propaganda. proven guilty. Every person who's arrested or having interactions with police, they're innocent until proven guilty unless they had a warrant, unless... Uh, they were wanted, and I think that we like really forget that. And well, so, it started to cut you, but no, that, that's a, that's like kind of why I respect even John when he's saying like you know these alleged officers. You know, what I mean, like the, you know that he's not saying hey they were guilty of this. He the way he's saying is we're, we're yet to see. You know, whereas a lot of times I think you know when officers come to. Um, to the door or to your vehicle, you're guilty in their mind until proven innocent. And and that's how I feel our whole judicial system is because they're taking me to jail, and you know because I'm guilty of whatever they they, they charge me with, but yet they don't have those facts all the times, and more often than not with minorities. Correct. And know? and the reason Jonathan is so brilliant with the way he words things is because we're people and we get held accountable. The lack of accountability is why you can have an officer kill three people and 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 still be employed. Correct. Yeah. So. There's That's a problem with that. No accountability. And absolutely, there's a problem. And I think if people didn't like the idea of defunding the police or anything like that, well, we certainly need to realize that cops today in this manner, many of them are cowards. And it's not brave to go around killing people. They can't be acting as judge, jury, and executioner for people who, for what reason? You know, and, and we see it time and time 
more and more, right? The more people that are filming, the more footage we see. And that's that's a sad reality. And I want to be clear because as people hear you, Senate, Mr. Checkpoint, and hear you, council member, nobody up here is saying we hate cops, all <gasps> cops are bad. Keep keep an eye on all cops because there's a lot of great cops out there. And like you feel me, the police, and I've seen you praise cops consistently, which I love when you do. But as we're on this cop bash right now, I don't want people to hear this and get it twisted, folks. This is not what it is. We're not bashing police officers. No. These officers in Santa Ana, this is what they did. Anaheim. What are you, in Anaheim, yeah. excuse me. What are you guys doing to go after those ones that pulled the trigger and those that watched? Because in my opinion, just like we counted all, all those guilty. people yeah. that yeah. walked the fucking storm are just as if you did the Capitol and watched, watched that, those who watched that, you had a gun out too. Well, so, hold, hold that thought real quick. Let's go to break. When we come back, it's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll, we'll get right that back. answer, man. Exactly. We'll, there it is, guys. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. You guys, if you're looking for a trusted cannabis seed at a fair price, you want to head to rocketseeds.com or on Instagram, rocket underscore seeds. So great to have you here, City Council Member Jonathan Jonathan Hernandez, and of course, Mr. Checkpoint. We just went and said, what's going on with these guys? I mean, to hear and think that these people that pulled the trigger, 20-some shots, 40-some shots, it just, it, it just fucking turns my gut so bad, dude. What is your guys' process, Senate? How are you guys going to do pick? Like, what's What can we do to help? How do we tell our listeners this is what we're doing about this? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? How do we tell people to help and support? So the way that we're approaching this is, 
the fight looks very different for us because my cousin was killed in Santa Ana by an agency outside of our own city, Anaheim. It's very rare, very rare, very, very strange. Uh, we were one of the first cases in California history um, to have Assembly Bill 1506 apply to us. Um, and that Assembly Bill um, takes police uh, investigations away from them and has them independently investigated by the state attorney general who oversees all of the district attorneys throughout the state of California. That's the individual who is going to be investigating my cousin's murder. Um, within his first year of being an attorney general, he's already prosecuted an officer. Oh, that's a good sign. And um, our approach is very different because we could take it to the streets. We could have. But why would we sit in front of Anaheim's police department after seeing what they did to my family member? Why would I want to put people in that position? I agree and, care of that position. And you, know, you know what? Our protest is at the dais now. It, it's behind the seats. Yeah. Because all that information that we didn't have access to as members of the public, elected officials like me exist now. And that means that information belongs to the people. My job is to make sure that I am creating policies that are going to protect our residents. And so one of the first things that I did, and this is what, what kind of uh, was very heartbreaking, and I, I had this on my agenda prior to my cousin getting killed, was we diverted um, mental health calls in Santa Ana from police to mental health specialists. This was seven days after my cousin was killed that we voted yes on that. Wow. I had that on my agenda prior to my own cousin getting killed. And um, we were the, one of the first cities in Orange County to do that. And so our approach to justice was we need to bring people together and we need to humanize these people whose lives were stolen. And we need to educate the public that when your loved one dies, you have 45 days to put out your truth because the police in 45 days will put out a video describing and detailing how they killed your family member and they will criminalize him down to the core. And whether it had nothing to do with who they killed, if he did something at 16 years old, they will talk about it. And my family put out a video first, thanks to Senate. Senate put a video out that helped us tell my cousin's story. That detailed, his video was the first video to say the names of the police officers that killed him. Brett Heitman, Caitlin Panov, uh, Officer Weber, and Paul Delgado. And he put out the video showing the murder of my cousin, showing the different angle where after he was killed, you can hear my family's screams. He was the person who, who put the video out mm. and educated the public, the names of the officers. And in that video, it also detailed the other instances of violence and murder that they've committed. So when you look at how much money... Can, can I ask one thing, too, real quick? Do any of them also have other murders under their belt? In the same department. The, well, well, but... The, the, oh, the one lady has three and in the other department. And I said that derogatory, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, well, no, they're murders, they're murders. They're murders. Um, but, but imagine uh, but, this. But, but, but hold on, but let me just land this real quick. 
that that don't have weapons also in that that, Ooh, that story. Ooh, that's a big criteria. because now and all of a sudden we're, we're, now we're getting it. into like you know you know and I and I almost you know he, he, I almost got, thank you Joe I almost got to get into it like because if that even if it, now we're showing record of you know what I mean or you know and the uh, answer is yes. Oh my God, and dude! This here, is this is. And here's the scary part. Had we addressed that first fatal shooting by saying, you know what? We got to get you and that victim's family mental health support. Yeah. We need you to not be able to work here, but we will get you all the help that you need. Sure. And um, the reason I bring this up is because the city of Anaheim, how they dealt with this officer, is they pay out settlements. Mm. And the next thing you know, you have two fatal killings. Now, my cousins, your third. At what point do we say? Well, you're paying them. Yeah. They're, they're paying the officers. They're, that officer still works. All of them. And they all get settlements. They they get money. No, they oh, Anaheim oh, has oh, to pay out families. The, the family taxpayer money. Taxpayer. Oh, okay. money. So at yeah, what yeah, yeah. point do we say? Wait, that's it. That's serial killer. Yeah, correct. You've right. killed we're, we're talking, that many people. Correct. This is a major problem. Because imagine specifically if, with these officers, like, like, like again, an accidental death should never come from a professional. That's an, you know an officer, right? This it, is not. This is not. We're not playing. You know, um, that's what that's what you know idiots on the streets do, right? Let me I give mean, you, you know a cannabis. I mean? like, this shouldn't be a. Let me give you a cannabis reference. If we're cannabis owners, and uh, an employee, you know, happens to damage. Three hundred thousand dollars of goods. Yeah, they just lost. Do you keep yeah. them? No, we just take the L. Now let's say we do it. <laughs> now let's say that same employee does it three times. It's my fault. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, we just well, so so. Here's the thing: is, is we we just lost you know, a hundred and whatever fifty thousand dollars worth of you know stuff you know at, a, at an event. We got bad. Blah, blah, blah. There was mistakes made, right? There's some equipment lost. There was all kinds of mistakes made, you know, and. We owned up to it. We, we had the conversation about it. We went through, you know, whatever. I'll be damned if that shit happens two more times. You know what I mean? Like, this, this, is, not a, this is not a game, you know? Uh, we can't afford it to, you know? And, and, and again, you know, um, what, but, but unfortunately, we're talking about a life in, in, yeah. your, in, in, your, in your, you know, real today dream and vision and world of what you're living through. You're dealing with... And we're all dealing with it right at this moment. And and again, when I see that, that's why I asked that powerful question. I think it was a powerful question was, you know, is there this officer have is this a multiple times they've had this? And and the answer, you know, if you're, you're saying yes, is 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 pretty like almost it should be an automatic. It should be automatic. Like, hey, like you are completely, you know, done with this lifestyle. You should definitely not be on the force. You should definitely not be. If there's two times where you know you catch some, you you kill somebody, with and they don't have weapons, you made a mistake with someone's death twice. Yeah. And their names were David Abrams in 2008, 2014 Steen Parker, and in 2021 Brandon Lopez. This is just one of the four officers. Caitlin Panav. You can find her record at leoratings.com. Google C-A-T-A-L-I-N-P-A-N-O-V Panav. You can actually have access to this website. Type in an officer's name and you'll see their record. Holy shit. We need to educate the public as to who works for us. I work for my community. Yeah. And that's why I ran on truth. 
Well, that's, and that's why, why I, I, get a I ask you these it. hard questions because to me, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? The, what matters to me is, is that you, you've lost a loved one, right? And, and that one happened. But, but, but it does in the, in the eyes of a lot of people, they're going, well, did they, did they all have guns? And did they, you know, so their minds start asking all those questions. I'm like, you already killed somebody. Period. One. Done. You, you, you know, this man didn't have a weapon. You, you dropped the tear gas on him. You dropped the this on him. You dropped the that. You know, but then now you're talking about now we have a multiple case, right, within the same city, right, or, or the, you know, the same person. I mean, it's, it's, it's a damn near, I mean, it's, I don't, there has to be a, a, a protocol that puts things in place to stop that. And you know who is putting things in place to stop that? You. People like Senate. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, I agree. And, I, I totally agree. I think Senate's movement has changed the 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 face of of the world right now because what's happening is is it started a a whole trend of people going around filming the police, always film the police, right? And 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 then you know now you have people not afraid to film police. You know you have people that are you know speaking up about their rights. They're starting to share other people's actions that need to be addressed. Like some people are just crazy out there and they do stupid stuff. And it's like, oh, I got you. You know what I mean? And and it's it's more than police, but but I think it starts with the 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 law enforcement, right? How do we get the guys that are you know enforcing the law? to enforce the law on themselves, first of all. And, and, and then, you know, I, I always go back to this and Senate and, I, and have I, Senate and I have been on the show together and we've talked about like, you know, one of the things that we, we need to work on is how we, we label police officers. Like they call themselves sergeants, lieutenants, which is our, are all military terms, you know. They should maybe just be called managers and, and, and you, know, um, you know, officers, but, you know, but, but there, there may be a different way to, to label them so that they don't feel so militant. Uh, also, the training, I think, you know, for, for, you know, police officers is very old. You know, the actual training of what they're, you know, they're, they're going off of. They haven't updated their, their real training models. And maybe they're starting to now. I'm sure they are because of everything that's happened. Um, and then I, I, I really think that they should all be accountable. And I know that there's laws set in place to make sure that if, if you know, there's there's actions uh, that were taken that sometimes they're not charged for it right and i've heard those things too i don't know enough about them you guys probably are much more well-rounded um but i i just think that you know how do we get into a position you know where how how, how old was your cousin 33 33 years old i mean 33 year old you know kid you know let's be honest at 33 years old you're not you're not a you're not a grown-ass man you're you're about to be a man um and and a lot of us don't you know understand how to get in that position but how do we help um you know stop this i guess you guys are doing it so senate you know tell us what you're doing to 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 do things like that because i know you're actually helping well i think you know running for office like john jonathan hernandez is huge right like taking the role fitting filling the positions that uh make such a difference do you plan on running for office no no not at the moment but (laughs) Uh, we will continue to encourage people to you know, always film the police, right? That's one way of transparency. I think another way is, you know, representation. A lot of people get, you know, these random charges for something. They don't have a lawyer. They let it go to a warrant. And with just simple representation, they would actually, uh, you know, get these cases dismissed, right? A lot of cops are just writing tickets for things they shouldn't. I know I've been spent the night in jail for something I shouldn't have done, right? So this is just a reality that many of us are facing. And without representation, we're actually then get given a record 
because uh, you're taking a plea deal or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've and, been uh, there, been there, done that. And I think something that we're really talking about is, uh, you know, again, this concert on October 24th, the September. intention, September, I'm sorry, September 24th, we're, we're raising awareness to end qualified immunity. That's why these cops can keep doing wrong, keep killing people and keep staying on the force to do it again. Sure. But, but other thing I want to really touch on is jury duty. Mm. You know, at some point, as this case progresses, it would be amazing to see this officer have to take the stand and have to be charged for the murder that they've committed. Right. And I think if we all, I think, have a idea of jury duty. And in my opinion, it's been how to get out of it. It's a pain in the ass, uh, how to avoid it, you know, et cetera. But really, it's the most impactful thing we can do in our communities to serve one another. It's why people are in jail for things they shouldn't be in jail for in our community. And it's why when an officer gets charged, uh, I'm sorry, when, when an officer goes to court, we can be on the jury and be like, actually, no, they should go to jail. We can be mindful. We can be conscious, aware. Have, yeah, a voice. And unfortunately, juries across our nation aren't representing the communities of the people that are facing court inside. And so I want to just have that convo and rethink the way uh, we, we talk about jury duty as well. That's huge. Yeah, you know, and, and listen, guys, I am... Um, Again, you know, your cousin's name? Brandon Lopez. I like giving people names, especially, you know, I'm sorry, I forgot it. But Brandon Lopez, you know, uh, may rest in peace and your family uh, find peace, you know, through through this this time, you know. And, and I, I, I pray that you find the justice that is deserved, you know. And I like I said, it's hard to say what is justice, right? You know, financial settlements ain't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, you know, they're... they're, they're uh, they're great to, to have, I'm sure, but at the same time, it's almost sad to have, right? It's like, here's some money for the loss of your son. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know that that, that does anything special um, for, for, the, for the parents or, or, or you, for that matter. And um, so I, I understand. And, and I, I think, you know, we, I don't know if you pray, but, you know, you got to pray for these people. Oh, absolutely. I say this work we do in the community is, is church for the unchurched. Yeah. You know, um, it's education for those that don't get to sit in the classroom. That's why we do it on the streets. Yeah. Um, and so for me, with the work that I'm doing with Senate, we're honoring those roots. Yeah. And we're now using these, you know, my my tragedy. I'm speaking for myself. Um, I, I use this opportunity to shed light and humanize these people who have been killed um, because this event that we have coming up on september 24th i i i wish i would didn't have to host it um or be part of it or even have to attend it um because the re- actuality is i just want to i don't want to be seen you yep. want to tuck your head under a pillow and you want to forget about it and you want to sleep it off and no matter how many hours you sleep you can't get enough sleep and uh and that's just grief grief is just all the unexpressed love um, and, you know, like Kendrick Lamar says, we grieve different. So this event on September 24th, uh, we are hosting in Santa Ana, um, Always Film the Police, uh, Always for the People Foundation is hosting this event. And uh, they are bringing together one of the largest groups of police impacted families that we've had in Santa Ana. And to honor those roots, it was only right that we pay respects to the Black Liberation Movement. Mm. Uh, because Santa Ana is a community that is as black as it is brown. And uh, the reason I share that is because the very community where my cousin was killed was where we were raised. But that's also where our Santa Ana Black Panther chapter existed. Mm. And uh, opening us in prayer is the founder of that 
Black Panther chapter, who was wrongfully imprisoned for the murder of an officer in the city of Santa Ana. Uh, may he rest in peace. His name was Nelson Sasser. Mm. Um, and uh, a gentleman named Daniel Michael Lynham, who was the president of the Santa Ana Black Panther chapter, uh, he was appointed by Geronimo Pratt himself, who was one of the uh, leaders of the Panther Party. And um, this officer was, was shot and killed June 7th, 1969. May he rest in peace. <coughs> and uh, the chief at the time, um, through a book that is called Badge of Color, which is a book written by Harlan Lambert, the first black police officer in Orange County was hired in Santa Ana. He was tasked to work with his partner in arresting Daniel Michael Lynham, an mm. innocent man. Wow. And uh, this, this innocent man was trialed within 48 hours and found guilty of murder and became a political prisoner. 31 days after, he eventually was released and exonerated of all charges. He, his life was ruined, though. He could never escape being called a cop killer, even though he was innocent. Sure. And uh, he became a pastor. Eventually, he will be opening our event in, in prayer. And uh, Fred Hampton, who uh, was the chairman of the Black Panther Party, who was regarded in the same light and respect as Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Rosa Parks, and Malcolm X. The reason we don't learn about him in the school books is because of what his foundation of his liberation work was. And his true solution to liberation was you gotta, you gotta build a rainbow coalition. He went out to the white community in the 60s when people were getting brutalized by the cops, KKK members. Sure. He went out and talked to them. He went out to the Puerto Rican community when they were getting killed by the police and he went to their territory and he met with them. He went to the territory that were occupied by black gangs and he met with them and he said nobody's bigger than that one yeah and he built the rainbow coalition he eventually was assassinated and it was one of the longest trials in american history his family fought against our country to prove that he was assassinated and they won and they made a movie about him last year called judas and the black messiah and his son fred hampton jr uh, will be present at this event and I accredit Fred Hampton for a lot of my beliefs a lot of my fight and a lot of my tenacity I learned from those great black leaders uh, he'll be part of this event and uh, we have artists very big artists who are performing and Senate if you could tell us a little bit more about this event and how it came together uh, th this is the man who put put everything together and I think if there's anyone who could speak on on what's happening is going to be him yeah we have i mean it's uh it's going to be a, a meaningful purposeful day night it's free it's for all ages it starts at noon right it goes to 11 p.m and uh again the overall theme is to raise awareness we want to end qualified immunity and we want to create a safe space for all of those impacted families nationwide uh some of the uh, speakers, I know we're having uh, the father of Jacob Blake, which is Jacob Blake sure. Sr. Uh, Bianca Austin is the aunt of Breonna Taylor. Uh, Layla Steinberg, um, who was Tupac's first mentor and manager, her son was tragically killed by Oakland police. She will be there with her amazing nonprofit, Mike Sessions. And 
uh, I know Cannabis Talk 101 is supporting Absolutely. and going to be there and helping out. So we uh, we're really excited, and it's it's an unfortunate uh, uh, reason to have to come together, but nonetheless, it's Need it's needed, right? It's it mandatory, and I think it's the first <coughs> of uh, many. Yes. And, and where is this located again? Blue Lot in Santana. Yep. And I know Senate has a lot of amazing artists on, on a part of this event. Um, the speakers, like he mentioned, there's a lot of important people throughout American history that are going to be together in the same room for the first time. Sure. And um, family of, you know, David Sullivan, uh, who was killed by Buena Park PD. Family of Lionel Chavez, Jesus. who was killed by L.A. Sheriffs. His family member, Lionel Chavez, died the same day my cousin died hours apart three people died the day that my cousin was killed within a 30 mile radius of each other within 12 hours three people were killed by a sheriff by local and two local police departments and um the leonel chavez family will be there um family of uh, Furman vincent valenzuela will be there uh the family of um the family of uh, Valentina Oriana Peralta. She was the 14-year-old girl that uh, was killed in the Burlington Coat Factory by LAPD the day before Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe it's, <laughs> oh, it's endless. My, my, you know, my, I'm it's, sorry. I, I get teared up, dude, and it just it, it, it ruins me, man, because, you know, it's just like you start to <clears throat> identify, right? Like, I, like I, I, I follow Senate, and I see a lot of it. I see a lot of the different... Um, you know, activists, or I don't know the, the word for you guys other than, you know, the, the homeboys. Yeah. Yeah. Dude on the streets doing it right. You know? And it's just like, you know, like I, and I, and I, I'm always like, damn, you know, and it always hits me, you know? And, and, and now, and right now I'm sitting here just because it, it bothers me a lot because again, like I said, I can only understand it from the glimpse of myself being a child saying like, you know, 16 years old, I, you know, the first time ever I, I've ever had a gun pointed at me was by police officers. You know what I mean? So, you know, so I know it, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, you know I'm backing up, you know, I've got guns on me. And I, I'm getting out of the car looking at them. They've all got guns on me, you know, and I'm 16. You know what I mean? I'm going, fuck, you know, whatever. And, and did I have a gun? I didn't have a fucking gun in my car. Um, but, you know, so it, it really touches me, man, what you guys are doing. And, and I freaking love it. Um, I can only share with you guys that, you know, you guys are doing the right thing. You're on the right path. Um, there's fortune for, for those that, that sacrifice, you know, their time to, uh, reveal, um, things in time that weren't, um, meant to be placed there. You know, this is, this is something that, that can be, um, you know, recognized through prayer or through beliefs in, in life. And I, I'm just, you know, uh, honored to be here with you guys. And I, I love what you guys are doing for the communities of, of the world. Like I said, I, I know that it just, it doesn't just happen in Santa Ana or Anaheim or, or, or Beverly Hills or, or whatever cities that you guys are in. Cause I've seen you guys, like you said, you went across the state to sit, you know, on, um, uh, with George Floyd's family, George Floyd's family on the, on, on the block, you know, where, where it all happened. And this um, was before my family member was killed. Correct. Right. This is, and that's what I'm saying. It's something from within. And again, it, there's something about exposing, you know, what's facts. And, and I, I, I appreciate you guys so much for, for all these, um, actions that you take and, and for, for spending your life's work on something like this because this is not um just some you know 
uh, you know, it's not like your average job. How about that? You know, there, there's a lot more purpose to it. And so many of those families that were affected, man, I look at, at, at what, you know, the names that you guys rolled off. I'm sitting here going, Jesus, I've seen all of those. And until I hear them, and when I hear them all, I can almost feel their spirits, you know, just going, fuck. Thank you for, for bringing my, my name up in, into light for something that I don't think they all knew what they were getting into, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And to, to the credit of what Always for the People Foundation is doing, you know, in Santana, we don't have a response for this yet. We don't have the organizations or the structure to be able to even respond to police violence. And so to have... Always for the People Foundation, come to Santa Ana and bring Fred Hampton, bring all these families together. And, you know, what, it, it really speaks volumes of, of how your work is inserting hope into communities that are very much lacking it. And I'll tell you, I met him at the lowest point of my entire life. And I'm somebody who's been through a lot. And I met him at the lowest point in my life and every month of working alongside in my life has slowly started to feel more hopeful. And uh, the event that he's putting on has artists that are performing that were taken straight from Brandon's playlist on Spotify. Oh my God. And uh, let me tell you, so always for, for the, um, for the people foundation put a special event together and the performances that they were able to book will announce here today. Oh, fantastic. Are y'all cool with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So with Santa's permission, you okay if I share the names that you got? I'd love for you to do that. All right, cool. So we have, uh, and, and this is big thank you to always for the People Foundation. So I got to, before I even can, even, can even say the names, we got to give them a round of applause. Let's do that. So let's, let's, do that. let's show love. Let's yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. Thank you. <laughs> so what always for the People Foundation are bringing to the Santana community is an event uh, that is all ages, um, that is going to have free food, uh, free, uh, free music, free concert performance, and more importantly, it's going to be educational. Um, people are not going to leave here feeling depressed or sad sure. about seeing this tragedy. People are going to leave here empowered, educated, informed, and stronger because they're going to know who their neighbors are. Sure. And they're going to know that the trauma that's happening in these communities isn't defining who we are. We're taking this trauma and we're rewriting these stories for these family members. And uh, helping us with that is uh, Always for the People Foundation has a concert and it will be headlined by Dub C. Hey. Um, it, it will be co-headlined by Planet Asia. Wow. Um, that's all my friends right there. PJ Vega with Redbone. Yeah. Come and get your love. Uh, performing. No way. Yes. Uh, wow. We also have uh, Lighter Shade of Brown. Man. Rockin'. And then the Funk Freaks were very close to Brandon. Brandon actually did a lot of the logos for Funk Freaks back in the day. Wow. He was a tattoo artist, which is why he's covered in tattoos. Yeah. Um, you know, police thought he was a gang manga, but he was a tattoo artist. He loved art. It's art. Yeah. And uh, so Funk Freaks will be performing. Um, they will have an hour set. They will be performing with Diamond Ortiz. And they have very, very special guests that I can't even, I don't even want to say who. You have to be there to see it. Um, but they're huge funk artists. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, the Philharmonic. We have Doughboy Tony, Jamal Jones, Sam Nathaniel Brown, Mosaic, DMAR with Message. 
And then we have DJ sets by DJ Pepsi, Ricky Baby, and the one and only DJ Lala. And DJ Unique and DJ Debo from the world famous Funk Freaks crew. Wow, you guys got a full festival going. Let's go, man. That sounds hot. That's amazing. You put that lineup together? A little help from your friends? A little help. A shout out to Always for the People. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. No, man. I you know, and and I know, you know, first of all, I mean you guys have got a lineup. Um, just with the artists is great. That's a lot of fun. I mean, but, you know, the, the families are the true celebrities here. You know what I mean? And like you said, I, I love how you, you explained it, too, because it made me feel a little better, too. It's like, hey, this is going to be educational. This is going to be the, the celebration of life, you yes. know, for, for those that we've lost, right, in, in, in our communities. And, and um, you know, I, I really am just excited to, one, follow your, 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 um, uh, your cousin's, uh, you know, uh, case you know i i something that i want to bring you guys back on and, and help follow you guys with anything that, that you guys are doing here at cannabis talk 101 we we want to support you guys in any way um that we can because the, the fact is is that we're an outlet you know and and we're just like you guys we're putting a message out and and it, i thoroughly believe in your guys's message you know and and i think it, it just needs to be highlighted everywhere so um i look forward to to getting involved more with you guys on all these uh projects that you guys are doing as well so thank you so much for having us yeah. really it's been uh monumental to have cannabis talk 101 involved in that day being able to be here talk to you and and thank really you, it's it's super appreciated is there anything else that we forgot before we let you guys get on out here so santa Ana was the first uh city to legalize cannabis in orange county this is true this and, is true and um other cities are now catching on uh, city of costa mesa um and city of huntington beach but the OGs in the game is Santa Ana. Yeah. And so uh, Santa Ana, we have um, legislation coming back to us on September 20th. Well. And this legislation will be uh, related to uh, the cannabis ordinance that we have. Um, I can't speak for my colleagues on the council, but I can speak as to what I am looking to advocate for. Um, and I think that removing the stigma uh, of cannabis is, cannabis is extremely important there are people serving life sentences sure right now who are black and brown for half an ounce while there are people benefiting millions of dollars that people of color would never have access to even apply um, most people don't even understand that to be in ownership of cannabis you have to pass a background check right you want to hire employees they have to pass a background check so how are people of color going to have a seat at the table? Uh, for me as a policymaker, I, I want to make sure that there's social equity in cannabis so that people that look like us can also not only, you know, benefit from, you know, being consumers, but so that we can hire people who are just disimpacted so that we can start having stronger local hire components, um, stronger community benefit agreements, where I believe for us as a city, we need to prioritize the cannabis dollars that we do make and program them for parks, recreational centers, and youth services. I don't think that this money should be paying for police services. Um, wow. I think that this money should be used for early childhood education because the first five years of education prepare us for the next 80 years of our life. So, so for me as a policymaker, um, supporting um, having good, sound legislation for cannabis um, some of the things I'm looking to do on the 20th is I think that the distribution rate um, of taxes is too high in Santa Ana. I'd, um, I'd, I'm going to advocate to see it get to 1%. Yeah. Um, I think that Santa Ana has to be 
the leading city in Orange County. And one of the things that I'll say here on Cannabis Talk, um, if you want to see more, you got to tune into the council meeting. But what I can say is that I'm looking to make sure that Santa Ana is the first city in Orange County to host its own 420 festival. Yeah, let me get involved with that. And if you want more <laughs> details, you got to tune in on September part, 20th. Partner with us. We'll help you blow that up for sure, man. I'd love to get behind that. Well, listen, guys, where, where's that event one more time? Give us the location and the, um, the, the, the dates and times, please. Absolutely. That location is 119 North Bush Street, Santa Ana, California, the 92701 at the Blue Lot, hosted by Always for the People Foundation. Big shout out to Senate and his crew at Always from the Police man, and we, all for Always for the People Foundation. Shout man, out. we appreciate both you guys, man. Make sure you guys go check that out. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.